minutes of our lives inside Either we're in traffic at work or close eyes How about we all agree that it's way overdue to take back our lives What's up, guys, and welcome into another episode of the Work Wherever podcast. I'm your host, Roy Edwards. This is the podcast that challenges the traditional workplace. We push innovation here, and we talk about the lives of those who work wherever. Today, I had this this article that was sent to me. It was, so I hurt my back about three weeks ago playing hockey so it wasn't like i was well i wasn't doing anything cool so it 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 was kind of like i i got hurt doing nothing but i was playing hockey at least and i just made a turn or whatever and my back totally seized up and i've been dealing with this issue in my back i don't know if it's sciatic i don't know if i slipped a disc like i i honestly don't know what happened my wife wants me to go get an mri but you know doctors but <laughs> i did go uh, i did have some like virtual um visits right because that's a thing now because doctors can work wherever too and so i had some virtual visits you know a phone call and and you know they asked me a bunch of questions and kind of got an understanding of what is going on in my back and they were like you know you need to see a chiropractor but before we do that you need to get an MRI or an x-ray of your back and we can't write you a referral, but we can tell you that we work with this doctor's office who specializes in this stuff, but it's walk-in. I'm like, okay, when are they open? And it's like 10 to like four Monday through Thursday. I'm like, I have to work. Like I don't, want to go try to roll the dice on a walk. So anyways, I didn't go do it. I should have. And I played hockey last night. I played, it's my first game back in almost a month. So I did take some time off. I, it, it, my back has been killing me, man. Like I spent all, all Labor Day weekend. I was in bed, couldn't move, could barely walk up and down the steps. I mean, I, it seized up guys. Like my back was totally screwed up. And so my hockey buddies know this, that my back was all screwed up. And one of my friends messaged me this article from the New York Post that is pretty interesting. And that's what the basis of what it is that we're going to be discussing today is remote work and the work from home culture, if not done correctly, and if you're not taking care of your bodies, can lead to higher burnout, higher deterioration of your bodies, and higher rates of depression. So that's not like a coincidence, guys. There are a couple reasons behind that. And we'll go into a little bit of it, but what I want to focus on mostly today is the activity, right? Making sure that 
your bodies are moving and that you're taking care of yourself when working, working from home, because there's a ton of statistics around, oh, well, remote workers are more productive. They work longer hours. They, you know, are in more meetings, which all of those things are, are true for better or for worse. And so there is a higher rate of inactivity. You're sitting all day. I know that standing desks have become kind of a norm, but not everybody can afford a standing desk. Not everybody has a space for a standing desk. There, It, it is a bit of an investment. I do have a standing, standing desk and I do have a treadmill, one of those walking desks. My wife got me one for Father's Day and it's great. And I will say that a lot of the process of me going through rehabilitation or whatever I did for myself over the last couple of weeks has involved the standing desk. I didn't sit at all this week. I stood and, you know, stretched and used the treadmill and, you know, got myself back to being active. And so I started looking into reasons why I might have back problems right now. And cause it started in my hip and I, I looked into a bunch of different things, right? But traditionally speaking, remote workers do work longer hours. They sit longer and uh, they have higher rates of depression. And that's because they get so built into their work that they're not taking the breaks that were naturally built into your day when you're a traditional worker. So let's, let's think about it a second. Let's, let's try to think back to, for some of you, 2019. Okay. It is spring, summer, early fall, 2019. You have just gotten off the Metro. Maybe you parked your car in a parking garage. Okay. Try to focus with me. Visualize this. Okay. You're turning the key off in your car. You're walking off the Metro. You smell the sweet smells of city. You just bring it in. The, sm the city smells, the people. And uh, you're walking with your coffee, maybe. You walk in. Maybe you have a little bit of a walk. You're walking a couple blocks, looking around, taking in the scenery of the, of the sweet city, right? You walk in, scan your badge walk over to the elevator maybe you take the stairs today because you're you're feeling extra maybe you uh wanted maybe you had a little bit of cake last night and uh, for somebody's birthday and and so you want to walk that off so you take the stairs so you walk up one two maybe three sets flights of stairs you get to your floor and you walk down the hallway maybe say hi to to a friend or two on the way to your office so you maybe you take the long way around around the office, you sit down. And now when you get to your office, do you sit down immediately and start working? Probably not, right? Maybe you drop your bag off, boot up your machine, and then you walk to the kitchen. Say hi to a couple people, grab a coffee. Maybe you walk a couple, a couple other offices. Maybe you got some people to talk to. Maybe you got some things to do, right? Now you have your morning stand-up. And so a morning standup was generally held in somebody else's office, like a PM or something like that, right? It's probably not held in your office. So let's walk down the hallway again. Okay. Now we've walked into that office and it is called a standup, right? So what are we doing during a standup? Are we sitting down during a standup? No. We're standing up. That's why it's called a standup, right? 
So we are standing up during this stand-up for about 15, 20 minutes. It's kept kept a little bit shorter because, hey, we're going to see each other all day. So it's a 15, 20-minute stand-up. We call break, walk back down the hall, maybe grab a, a water or something like that. And now we've sat back down in our desk for the day. How long do you think that took? We had about 15 minutes of standing up in our stand-up, but let's push that aside for a second. How long did it take for you to walk from your car or metro to the office, up a flight of steps, even if you took the elevator, then down the stair or down the hallway, walking around, and then back walking to a meeting? 15 minutes? Is that fair? Now, what are you doing at home? You wake up. Okay, let's go through our same morning routine here as a, a now we're a remote worker. Are we waking up? Are we walking anywhere for 15 minutes? Maybe we're walking downstairs. Maybe we're, you know, walking uh, to the kitchen. But it's very rare that we're leaving the house as a remote worker and a work from home employee. It's rare. I won't say it's never because I do leave the house. I actually left on Friday. I left and went and got coffee. But it's rare. that's a rarity. That's not an everyday thing. You are waking up, walking downstairs, walking down the hall, grabbing a coffee or a water. You've probably slept in a little bit longer. So you don't have that 20-minute you know, window, or maybe you do, but it's definitely not the hour that you probably had when you were a traditional worker. So if you had to be in the office at, say, 8, 8.30 as a traditional office worker, you probably woke up around 6, 6.30, got dressed, took a shower, did your morning routine, hopped on whatever public transportation. My commute was 45 minutes. That was what my commute was. So there's that extra buffer where you're getting your body active, you know, you're moving around. I took the train, so I was walking to and from the train, sometimes running because I was late. But there was that activity. Do you have that still that same activity in your morning routine as a work-from-home employee? Probably not. So that 15 minutes in the morning is done. Now, let's talk about the middle of your day. As a remote worker... How many meetings do you have that are back to back to back? If you're anything like me, your calendar is slammed and you don't get a grace period in between meetings. In fact, that you'll find that a lot of managers are actually less patient with work from home members than they are traditional office workers when it comes to being late for meetings. In the traditional office space, meetings didn't start on time. They just didn't. I was constantly late for meetings, not because that I didn't know that they were happening, but likely because I was coming from another meeting and most of the meetings were in the same conference room. Maybe I had one that was at my desk that was remote talking to people who were elsewhere. Then I had to walk down the hall, which was not next door. Very rare that it was next door. I had to walk down the hallway to another meeting And then, you know, maybe there's another meeting back to back. And so you are going up the stairs, the elevator, you know, you're maybe you're moving to another wing. Maybe you're going to another building. I've had that happen as well. You have to 
totally leave the building and go to a building next door for some of your larger campuses. And so if you're one, two, three minutes late in a traditional work environment, no big deal. You know what else you can do in a traditional work environment? You walk into the conference room, lay down your machine, book, notepad, whatever it is, phone. You say, hey, I'll be right back. I need to use the restroom. Cool. No big deal. We're not ready to start yet anyways. Awesome. You walk down the hall, go to the restroom, do your thing, wash your hands, get a drink of water, fill up your mug, whatever it is, and walk right back. This was a very common practice, and it helped with burnout. As a remote employee, do you get those same benefits? Let's think about your day there for a second. Do you get that same, or are you jumping, okay, yeah, I got to hop on a call and jump into another one? And so what I'm getting at here is you're sitting. You're not as, your body isn't going through the same fluid moments. You're not having the same activity as a traditional worker, somebody who's in the office every day. And so our bodies are meant to move. They are designed to move. And if you sit stagnant for a long period of time, your hips will begin to tighten up, right? And that's what happened to me. My, my hip tightened up, which led into my back, which when I did try to be active, because I think that I'm a relatively active person, my back was like, what the hell are you doing? Seized right up. And that was the end of it. Now, to avoid that, you need to build these moments into your day. And so the article that I am referenced at the beginning of the podcast was, two-thirds of young adults have work from home back study. So this is a New York Post article. It was posted this month. It was posted uh, September 14th, so it's a relatively uh, recent study. And so it starts out, the article starts off, if you've been having back problems since working from home, you're not alone. A new poll conducted by the British self-care campaign, Mind Your Back, has discovered a phenomenon among young adults work from home back. The survey of 1,000 adults, pretty small survey, across the United Kingdom aimed to see how COVID-19 pandemic changed daily habits and found a rising number, two-thirds, that's pretty significant, of Brits aged 18 to 29, so young, these are young guys, experienced back pain they didn't have prior to the pandemic. A majority of the respondents, 63.7%, admitted that they have newfound back issues since working from home. Two, uh, 32% of the respondents felt that most aches in their lower back, which is often caused by bad posture. So there's a couple things to, to read into that. One is the bad, the bad posture part, portion of this. As remote employees... As work from home employees, let's talk about that bad bad posture for a second. So we're going to break this down into three different areas. One, we're going to talk about your posture and your bad back. Two, we're going to talk about how to help the activity within your day so that you can get more active. Okay, so those are the first two. We're going to address the posture. We're going to address the activity. And then we're going to address some ways that you can uh, help yourself throughout your day and your calendar. Okay? So those are the those are the three different things we're going to talk about one more time. One, we're going to talk about posture. Two, we're going to talk about activity, and three, we're going to talk about the calendar and how you can book things into your day. So the first part, let's talk about posture. Now, 
a lot of you probably don't have a dedicated workspace or you're working from an RV. We had a, we had a podcast not too long ago where we interviewed uh, a member and she worked from an RV. I've worked from an RV. I know that lots of people are, you know, when you say work wherever, that doesn't necessarily mean your house. You can go to a Starbucks. You can go to an work out of an RV. You can go to the beach. You can go on vacation. We talked about leisure on a couple of different podcasts. So you're moving around to different locations. And with that, you don't have the luxuries of the, you know, ergonomic keyboards, the, the uh, nice fancy desk chairs. You might not have a standing desk, right? You are in locations where you probably are hunched over a laptop or a smaller device. And when you're on your phones or you're on these tablet screens and stuff like that, your natural uh, way of looking at these screens is the hunched over. So those of you who are watching me on YouTube, you see that I'm holding the phone and my neck, I'm hunched down, right? When looking, when looking at the, at the phone, it's a very natural thing. Your head is not up. Your, your back is not straight. You're in a crappier posture. You don't have your monitors that are at eye level. You don't, you know, these are things that we don't really think about when we're in a traditional office space, because you probably have dual monitors if you're sitting in a traditional office space, right? The I, I don't know many offices that don't have at least one monitor. There's It's very rare that you're sitting at a desk in an office space staring at a, a laptop, okay? And if you are, then, you know, ask your employer what the hell is going on. Get them to buy a monitor. They're like 70 bucks on Amazon if you really wanted to, you know, it doesn't have to be some like crazy technology. So let's talk about that posture. You need to make sure that you're getting up and moving around. Okay. You need to make sure that you're sitting up straight. You need to make sure that you have found a desk that fits, fits your needs. If needs, if you can afford a standing desk, I highly recommend it. Or you can prop stuff up. If you're going to work off of your lap, they make these like lap desks, you know, that so that you're not sitting on sitting them on your physical lap. There's a couple of reasons why you don't want to do that. One, your machine will overheat if it's on your legs because you're probably wearing like sweatpants or pants, or maybe, a, maybe you're working in bed into your blanket, your, your machine won't get the proper flow. So they do make these like little like desks that sit on your lap. I highly recommend getting one of those. They're like 15 bucks. Like we're not talking about major expenses here and they're better for your posture. I've had multiple videos that I've created on our YouTube channel and I've done multiple podcasts before that's that, that talk about the necessity of creating a work environment for yourself at home. A lot of that is, is goes into the mental state to say, one, I don't think you should ever work in bed. There's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't. It's the mental space. Your bed is a place where you should sleep. It's a, your body understands that your bed is a place of peace. And so if you bring the stress of work into your bed, you are going to affect yourself mentally uh, psychologically behind the separation of work and life and relaxation and tranquility and peace. And it's, a, it's bad for you more ways than that. You know, there's some, I don't know if you want to call it free free or what, but there are some psychological things that you're doing to your body that results in a greater stress. That stress is the ultimate killer. That's what's going to kill you guys stress. And so the, the more that we can reduce this stress, the better your life will be. So get out of your bed. Find a dedicated workspace. It could be anywhere. I also would not recommend working at the kitchen table. 
The kitchen table is for eating. It's for camaraderie. It's where you should be speaking to your children if, if they're there, roommates, or just eating, enjoying yourself in a different state of mind. I think those places are extremely important. Now, if you want to work on the couch and watch TV, then go for it, man. Like, But separate relaxation, the bedroom, a place of eating, which can also be a place to decompress, and then a place to work. Those should not be the same place. Okay, separate those three. It, there's an office episode. I don't know the exact uh, episode. It's the Michael Scott Paper Company. Is it might be called that? And they get the new office space, which is a uh, pump room. It's a storage closet that the Michael Scott P Paper Company uh, leases. I think he gets it for free from the the landlord because they have like some relationship or whatever. But um, their friends, which is weird because they have like, they're not really friends. And he like publicly shames him at one point, bringing him in. I don't know. It's weird demographic. Anyways, not the point of the reference. The point of the reference is, is that Michael Scott says everyone has a relaxation corner, right? He's like, that's my corner. My desk is here. And at one point, Pam, you know, goes to the corner and, and Michael's like, that's my corner. That's my relaxation corner. And she says, well, why can't that corner be your corner pointing to the corner behind his desk? And he says, well, this is where I work. I can't relax where I work. And while that sounds absolutely ridiculous and the whole point of it was to be funny, he's absolutely right. The more that you watch The Office, you'll actually find that Michael Scott is actually a really good boss and that a lot of the things that he do are actually now like preached across like business culture, which is hilarious because that I'm sure that was not the intent. I'm sure the intent was to make fun of the office space because it's supposed to be funny, but he's exactly right in that to say that you shouldn't relax in the same place you work. You shouldn't mix your feelings like that. You shouldn't mix the emotions of the workplace with your relaxation. It's a bad, it's a bad mixture. It's just going to lead to, to burnout. So I say that to say that set up a place in your house that will be the place to work where you can put together some sort of a chair. It, you know, it, the chair that I'm sitting in right now has a pillow behind it and it helps with my posture. I sit up and I have desks around me. I actually have this little stool desk next to me that I can pull in front of me when I'm doing screen shares in the studio. And then, like I said, my desk at home, I have the, I have like a badass setup. So I'm, I don't mean to, to flaunt, but I have a bad, a badass setup. So I have the walking and the standing desk, right? Dual monitors and uh, Bluetooth keyboards and mouse, you know, so I can like do whatever. It's awesome. My wife totally hooked me up. So you don't have to go that far, but you need to put yourself in a position where you can work in good posture, right? Work on your core strength, put yourself in a, in a good place to have good posture. That's the first one, setting up a, a, a workplace that is designed to help you with good posture. So that you're not stagnant throughout the day. Number two, we're going to talk about activity. So activity needs to be built into your day as a remote worker. When you wake up, you should have a period of time where you are meditating, where you are stretching, where you are going for a walk. You know, build uh, that 
routine into your day. You should become more active. There was a thing in the traditional office space that started to catch these trends when people were in the office sitting for long periods of time. And I thought it was absolutely ridiculous when I was in the office, but it's called office aerobics, I think is what it was called, where they like, it was these people that came in and like taught us how to like do stretches and exercises at our desk. Totally ridiculous. But the idea behind it is sound to say that we are not meant to sit at a desk. That's, I'm going to reference the office again, but there's this office episode where the warehouse, they go over the safety, they go down to the warehouse. And so the warehouse workers are doing their safety course where they're going through and they're saying, Hey, don't put your hand in the baler. I think is what it was called. It'll chop your arm off. Don't use the, you know, no one who's not licensed should use the forklift, Michael, you know, and he like gets all offended. And so they're going all over all the dangers of the warehouse. And so all the machines down there that, that could kill you. And so then they all go upstairs into the, where the, the office workers are. And Toby is going over the dangers of the of the office space. And what does he go over, right? He says, hey, you should take a break every 15 minutes and get up and walk around because it's bad for your eyes. You should sit up because it's bad for your posture. You should uh, take a walk because, you know, you could develop tendinitis or arthritis or like. And so the office workers say, do you remember what they said? That's fat butt syndrome or fat butt disease, right? Which is hilarious, but it's absolutely right. Like if you're going to sit for long periods of time, you're going to develop fat butt disease or, or, and you're, and what it is, is you're going to, your bones are going to, you know, tense up. You're going to develop inflammation. You're going to develop arthritis. You're going to get to a point where you're just a fat slug for lack of, of better words. Like I, what happened to me? I was not using my standing desk, even though I had it, I was not using my walker and I was just sitting for long periods of time. And what happened was, was my hip seized up. It started to get to the point where it's like, now other things played into this. I did drive long distance. I drove like eight hours in a day. I drove uh, three hours up to see my in-laws and then uh, we hit traffic. And so like I was driving like six to eight hours a day, long period of time cramped in a car after having worked the day before until like late at night, my, my family had gone up to my in-laws. And so I stayed back and I worked pretty late that night. I worked about 11, just basically sitting all day. So it was a bad scenario to then go and try and play a hockey game. But the fact remains is that if you are stagnant throughout the day and you don't build in these 15 minute little intervals that you had before, you know, before a meeting, take a walk. Walk downstairs, fill up your your water, maybe do a lap around your house and let your meeting know, hey, I'm going to go for a walk real quick. I'll be right back. I won't be late, you know, or build in buffers into your meetings to say five minutes, you know, which I'll get more into that in the next point I have as far as calendars are concerned. But you need to be active because otherwise you're going to end up with the office fat butt disorder or disease or whatever they they were playing because that's a real thing. That is a absolutely real thing. And then what is the other thing that Michael Scott plays into in terms of activity is around your mind. Keep your mind active. And that's why I say meditation, prayer in the morning is extremely important because like I mentioned in the intro of this, 
Remote workers work longer hours. They're more productive. And why are they more productive? Because they're working longer hours and they're, they're not taking those necessary mental breaks. Okay. And they have higher areas of what? Your mind. Okay. Depression. Depression leads to, you know, a bad place. And so in the office episode, I've referenced the office now three times, Michael goes to the top of the roof and, you know, makes like a laughing matter or tries to make a laughing matter of suicide. And he like was going to throw himself off the top onto a trampoline or a bounce house or something like that. Terrible idea. But that's a real thing. If you are isolated for long periods of time, you're not taking breaks, you're not getting the necessary vitamin D and going outside into the sun or taking walks or being active in any state, and you're being, you don't have your dedicated workplace, you don't have your dedicated workplace, you're working in bed, then you're sleeping after work, you close it and you just lay down in bed watching Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever, you know, whatever it is that you're watching. And then you go to sleep and then you wake up and you do it all over again. That is not what we are designed to do. You're not getting active. You're going to have higher levels of depression. And since you're working longer hours, there is no work-life balance. And so you're going to end up in a very bad burnout state that we want to avoid through activity. Get outside, get that vitamin D, okay? You are losing about 45 minutes a day that we walked over in the, in the beginning of this. We walked about, we talked about that 15 to 20 minutes at the beginning of the day. There's about five to 10 minutes of a day in the middle of your day between meetings. Okay. So now we're at 25, 25 minutes. And then you're probably at the end of the day going through that initial cycle again of activity of about 15, 20 minutes. So there's your 45 minutes. So you need to find that 45 minutes in your work from home day just to be even keel of a traditional office worker. So find that activity throughout your day, whether it is before, during, or after your work, because again, you're going to work longer hours. You're going to work uh, yourself into a bad state if you don't develop these activities into your day. So that's where we're at so far. One, find a dedicated work space so that you can work on your posture, so you can separate your mind, so you can get into that good flow state in your work and then be able to shut the machine and separate work from your personal life. And that will help your mental health. That will also help you get more active where you can move around. Okay, we talked about building activity into your day, getting that 45 minutes back, whether it's through walks, whether it's through walking through your house, whether it is taking that break from a meeting to walking downstairs. And so that's the third part of this is building your meeting structure. Just about every calendar these days will allow you to put buffers. And if you can't build a buffer into your meetings, then do it yourself. Book a five-minute meeting for yourself. I encourage every single one of my employees to build focused time into their calendar because what we have become in this digital state is that everybody, it's no longer just an assistant or coworkers that has access to your calendar. Everybody has access to your calendar through things like Microsoft bookings, or there's some third-party tools out there like uh, Calendly that a lot of people are familiar with, where everybody has access to my calendar now. If they want to book a call with me, they click on the link and then they can book a call. Great, right? I no longer have to, nobody has to ask me if I have time when I want to meet, right? But with that, you're losing the ability to control your calendar. So what you need to do is you need to go into your calendar and book focus time slots. I typically book at least one day a week of an hour in the morning 
And when I say morning, I don't mean like before nine. I mean like nine to 10 that you can't book. You can't do it. Then I always book lunch. So I'll always book 12 to 1.30. And then I will always book towards the end of the day where I leave that open, typically after three, so that you can't book me in those periods of times. So my meetings, generally speaking, are, well, I have stand-ups around nine. I have a 10 o'clock standing. I have 11 o'clock standings. And then I have two o'clocks generally. So I'm down to like three, four meetings a day is where I like to be. So that's about three hours of my day, three and a half hours of my day taken up by meetings, which leaves me, what, five, four and a half hours of actual productivity and work in an eight hour day. So you need to make sure that you're guarding your time, build in this focus time, build in periods of buffer in between meetings. So if somebody books you book five the 10 minutes on either side of that meeting so that it gives you the availability to go downstairs, walk around, fill up water, take a bathroom break for God's sake, and be active throughout this day. There is a tool, if you're using Microsoft 365, there is a tool called My Analytics. I believe it's called Viva now, Viva Analytics, which Viva will send you your analytics for the week on Mondays. Typically, read that email because in that email, it's going to give you the option to book focus time and it's going to show you areas of your day through trends of your calendar that you can book this time in. Do it. Highly suggest it because it's going to take back your calendar. Again, everyone in the, on the planet has access to your calendar now. That is a very new thing post-COVID. Pre-COVID, you were the gatekeeper of your calendar. You got to say when somebody would book a call. You had the opportunity to push it to next week if you if you wanted to. Nowadays with these applications like bookings and Calendly, you are no longer the gatekeeper of your own calendar if you're not booking these focus times into your day. So make sure you're doing that. So again, guys, find a dedicated work environment within your space. Separate your bed, your dinner table, and your workplace. Separate them and work on that posture you know, buy a couple things to make sure that you are not uh, stagnant. Fight that stagnant with getting up and being active. Build in meditation or prayer in the morning. Do some yoga. Do some stretching. Go on a walk for lunch. Go do something outside. Get that vitamin D, guys. We need vitamin D. We need it as living beings. Okay, cells feed off the sun. And if you are not getting, if you, if you go through a day where you don't go outside, that's a bad day. I don't care how much you got done. That's a bad day. Get your ass outside. The third thing is be your own best friend and take your calendar back. Book these things into your calendar so that you don't end up with UK fat butt disease or United Kingdom work from home back or whatever the hell they're talking about. You don't end up like me over the last three weeks where I've been uh, hobbling around and sitting in the bed. I have taken this to heart because there is nothing like your back seizing up. And again, I feel like I'm relatively active, but there's nothing like your back seizing up and being like, holy crap, I might not ever play hockey again. That's not going to happen to me again. I am getting active. There's a thing called 75 hard out there, which you guys might not be ready for it, Maybe you are. I think everybody should do it. It's a disciplined thing where you're reading 10 pages a day. It's by Andy Fursella. Check it out. Go to, I think it's 75hard.com. You can go to andyfursella.com and, and find it there. But I don't preach like diets or you know any of that stuff. I don't really 
you know, think diets are a good thing. I think that you should just take care of your, of your body. And if, if there are certain, you know, I think you should eat whole foods. I don't think that, you know, Atkins diets or like cutting out. I don't think that's, I'm not a doctor, but I, I don't believe, I don't subscribe to that stuff. But if you go to andyforsella.com, and this is the only time I'll ever mention this, the 75 hard program, okay, which you're not really supposed to, he, he's probably getting mad at me if I call it a program or a challenge or whatever, but it's a lifestyle. Read 10 pages a day, work out twice for 45 minutes, which one of them has to be inside. One of them has to be outside. You know why? Get outside because vitamin D is necessary for your life. So 45 minutes, remember, hey, I told you guys that you've already eaten up 45 minutes by just being a work at home. So you need to do that at least the inside or outside, right? So you're, it's really just working out once and then getting your ass active. And then the other thing is drinking a gallon of water, which I have never felt better when I drink water, I don't really like water. I didn't grow up. I like growing up. I played sports and I drank Gatorade and um, now I drink a ton of water. And if you have to make that transition, I cut soda out. I, I drink like the bubbly water now, bubbly, um, LaCroix and all that other fun stuff. Drink that stuff. It'll get you used to, to uh, it'll, your palate will change and you'll, it'll be crazy to see how reliant and addicted to sugar your body was but these are all part of getting healthy guys do the 75 challenge 75 hard uh i just called a challenge do 75 hard it'll make you feel better and if you can't if you fail or whatever at least you're getting yourself active because that's the biggest part of this don't end up with work from home back and uk fat butt disease don't end up with it guys hope thanks for hanging out hopefully you enjoyed this if you want some more information on how to Book your calendar, some of these tools that Microsoft offers on how to enable yourself to get more active and work forever. Check out our website, capitalpresence.com. We're in the process right now of building a, a website that will be totally focused on things that we talk about on the podcast. It'll be where you can get your podcasts, videos, work from home tools like uh, Bluetooth headphones and uh, remote generators and uh, wireless hotspots that are all blessed by our show things that we have tested out. You'll see some videos on there of us testing them out. That's going to be goworkwherever.com. It's not up yet, but it is pending. I believe if you go to goworkwherever.com, it'll say a uh, coming soon type thing. Maybe we'll hit up a subscribe thing so you can let it, uh, we'll let you know when it comes out. But that is the uh, that is the site that, that'll have all things of this podcast uh, and it'll be the remote work home. Also, there is the go work wherever Facebook group, check that out. It's from other, it's, we're building a community of remote workers and remote uh, organizations so we can share ideas, talk about getting active, talk about these things that we talked about. I actually posted the link to that article on that Facebook group. So go to facebook.com and search for the Go Work Wherever. It is a private group, so we don't do any of that spam crap in there. But guys, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Live every day like it is Saturday. Get out in the world and go work wherever. Thanks for listening.